Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone listening ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 14, beginning in verse 1. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes from the strength of an ox. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it, but knowledge is easy to him who understands. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter, the heart may sorrow, and the end of mirth may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil will bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not go astray who devise evil? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. 
The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of people is the downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. Friends, today I'm going to take a closer look at verse 1. And Proverbs 14, verse 1 says this, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Now, friends, we're going to circle back and take a look at this verse prior to closing today. But I'm going to begin this podcast by continuing in our study of the book of Job. Today, we're going to take a look at chapter 23. And chapter 23 is a fairly short chapter with only 17 verses. And this is Job talking. So let's begin in verse 1. Then Job answered and said, Even today my complaint is bitter. My hand is listless because of my groaning. Friends, the first point that I'd like to bring up today is that our words are very powerful. Now, if you've been listening to this study of the book of Job, you know that Job was very despondent. He was very depressed because he had lost his material possessions. He had lost all of his ten children. They had all been killed on the same day. And then his health was taken away from him. So I understand that he was not in a good place. But I will say this. Complaining about your situation is never going to be beneficial. First of all, no one wants to hear people gripe and complain. If you listen to many people in our society today, people do this on a very regular basis. But friends, I can tell you from my personal experience, I don't like being around people that gripe and complain. I really don't want to be around them. They're not fun to be around. They don't look at the bright side of things. They always tend to be doom and gloom, and they kind of make your day head in that direction if you allow them to. But let's go on to verse 3. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come to his seat. And he's talking about God here. I would present 
my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. Friends, I'm going to stop right there. Once again, it is not usually going to be beneficial if you argue with people. And what I'm going to do right now is go to an example of sharing the Word of God with someone who doesn't want to hear it. So you feel you are presenting your case and inviting them to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they are coming up with arguments as to why they don't want to do it or why they shouldn't do it. And if you press on and try to make an argument for why you should, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be successful. People have to choose to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Instead, I believe that you should pray that God would give you discernment of who you can share with and who you can't. Verse 5, I would know the words which he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in his great power? No, but he would take note of me. There the upright could reason with him, and I would be delivered forever from my judge. And he's saying here, God is our judge, and one day we will come to the judgment seat and have to give an account of our life while we are on earth. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we can almost bypass that step. If you're living the right way, you don't really have to present your case because the majority of the time, you have done good thing after good thing after good thing. Let's go on to verse 8. Look, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Now my second point I'd like to make today is we should keep his commandments. This is the instruction of the Lord that we follow the commandments of God. And in order to know the commandments of God, we have to dig into the Bible and see what he has told us that we should do and what we should not do. But Job is fully confident that the life that he has led will come to, to bear that God will realize that he has done well. Now, friends, I'm going to say this. Job was not perfect. None of us are perfect. The Bible tells us that we all fall short of the glory of God. We live our life. We try to do our best every single day. Even people who are not Christians try to do their best most of the time. I think that's how most people are. There are some flat-out evil people, and they don't try to do that. But overall, I say the majority of people do that. And a lot of people believe 
that when they die, they will go to heaven because of the works that they have done. But the reality is the only way you will get to heaven is because of what Jesus did on the cross and not what you do. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and not turned aside. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And friends, I like that last verse, more than any necessary food. And I am going to interject that my belief is knowing and hearing and reading the Word of God is just as important as eating physical food. Now, some people simply may not understand that comment, especially people who don't read the Bible on a regular basis, people who don't acknowledge that God exists or He's not a part of their lives. They would think that that statement is utter foolishness. But for those who have a deep connection with God and understand the faith that comes from reading the Word of God, of course, that's found in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you want to increase your faith, you need to get into the Word. Let's go to verse 13. But he is unique, and who can make him change? Friends, God is not going to change. In the 13th chapter of Hebrews, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus does not change. God does not change. Personally, I want to change. Paul tells us in the letter to the Romans that we need to be changed. Our lives need to be transformed. We need to change the way that we have thought our entire lives. But that change is not in an instant. It is a gradual change. And we go from glory to glory, precept upon precept. That is how the Word of God comes to us and settles into our heart a little bit at a time. And whatever his soul desires, that he does. For he performs what is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. Therefore, I am terrified at his presence. When I consider this, I am afraid of him. For God made my heart weak, and the Almighty terrifies me, because I was not cut off from the presence of darkness, and he did not hide deep darkness from my face. Now, friends, the third point I would like to make is that we should put our trust in God. And for those of you just tuning in and have not listened to a good portion of this book of Job, I will remind everyone that the book of Job was written about 1,200 years before Jesus Christ was on earth. 
So Job was unaware of Jesus. He was on the other side of the cross. He was unaware that Jesus was going to come. He doesn't know that Jesus died on that cross for you and for me. He certainly didn't die for Job because he wasn't around. But I believe because of that, Job is mistaken in this. Now, we are to be in awe of God. We are to have a reverential fear of God just because of who he is. Now, I believe Job understood that of who he is, but I do not believe in any manner that we are to have a fear and be terrified of God. We, as born-again believers today, should not feel that way. God is merciful, and God is righteous, and God is love. That is who God is. God loves each and every one of us, and he showed us that by sending Jesus to earth so that all of our sins would be forgiven. Let's go back to our verse of the day. In Proverbs 14, verse 1, it says, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. And friends, I'm just going to make an additional comment here. With her hands, she tears it down by the things she does, or she can tear it down by the words that she says. So I'm going to go back to my first point of the day, that our words are so powerful. And that's what this verse is saying, that the wise woman builds her house. She does that by doing good to her family, to her husband, to her children, and she brings them up in the admonition of the Lord. She builds them up. She compliments them when they do well. She lifts them up by the words she says, by the words she does. And she doesn't tear it down by doing destructive things, by criticizing her children, by putting them down. And so, friends, this is a wonderful verse of the Bible. And from this, we can take away that our words have power, and we should be uplifting in our words and not destructive. The call to action today, I'd like for you to ask yourself this simple question. Do I realize the importance of the words that come out of my mouth? I want you to take a deep look at yourself. Are you thinking about what you're going to say before you say it. We should be mindful of the words we speak and the power of those words. The suggested scripture reading today would be to reread our proverb of the day, Proverb 14 in its entirety, and also to reread our chapter that we looked into today, Job chapter 23. 
Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today, I ask that you repeat a simple prayer after me. Father God, I realize that I am a sinner, and I need a Savior to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross for me. And because of that, I ask you to lead me and guide me in my life from here on out. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we close out the week with wisdom today.